Day three of surviving the zombie apocalypse. Let's see what's on my mind. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a, it's a it's here right now. It's another beautiful day. I've got chicken on the way, and I've just done a decent stint of work, and I feel good. I'm really relishing getting back to proper work like you get a job in you deliver the job and then you tick it off and it's good you know uh i i re so i i go in and out of well okay i was gonna say i go in and out of task management systems this is a thing for us all to be uh to be wary of is an overabundance of or an over reliance or an over fixation on task management infrastructure and not actually just doing the things that need to be done um i i've you know i I have my whole being uh almost is now in this app called notion and all my work stuff is in notion i collaborate with clients in notion and it works really well but i've been tracking the work that i do or clients elsewhere. And I have a thing where I like to book out time in my calendar, not necessarily to reserve the time, but so that I can see how well booked up I am. And we talked about a few days ago, maybe even last week, about GTD, the getting things done, because I talked about uh, having having gone through all my tasks all my, you know, because there's still lots of other things that need to get done that aren't necessarily a piece of delivery work. Um, but you know, billable time. I want to make sure I can see it and it's there. And yeah, and and the beauty of using something like Notion is you can represent the same information so many different ways, and I find that interesting. So maybe maybe that's something for us to get into thinking about how we. Uh, how we represent information. Uh, not from like, I'm not going like data science or anything. Don't, you know, don't don't worry. Um, I just think it's interesting how we can look at the same piece of information, but through different lenses. So perhaps we'll we'll do that for a bit and then we'll see, see how we go on. But welcome. This is The Lighthouse. This is half an hour of me being with you, you being with me, and us spending a bit of useful time together. I was with a group of uh, friends, very wise friends today. We were talking about rest as resistance, the uh, the philosophy uh, from the NAP ministry, and how also rest is vital and important, and it, it is in many respects how athletes differentiate themselves because you you get within milliseconds of of times and this this came from my friend anna um athletes within milliseconds of time and what differentiates them is you know they're, they're all equally talented and they've all got the same drive but how they rest uh can can determine so much and so this is a moment for us this is purposeful i i I'm kind of thinking of this just now, like 
this is purposeful time. This is time well used. This is time for you to stop and take a take a moment. Take a moment out for yourself. So while we're doing that then, as as we are here, why not let's uh ask our our minds and our bodies and our hearts and our souls what what they would like us to pay attention to today. Is there anything are there a, a whole melange of things that are that are all crowding together? Is there a is there a voice that is louder than the others, or is it all just a just a noise? Well, for half an hour, we can just take this present moment and just make friends with those voices and just say, just for now, I hear you. But I'm just going to take this take this half hour for myself. But do ask yourself. What's what's coming up for you today? For me, like I said, I'm I I did my did my little run this morning. I feel pleased with that. Um, I'm not making too many life changes. I'm not judging myself too much. I'm getting off doing the run i'm still enjoying my my life trying to eat a little bit better i'm not making vast um irreversible changes to my life because i think i'm i'm nearly 40 i think i'm done with that (laughs) but just trying to make better decisions where possible so that's that as i was coming back from my run this morning well you know there was some running <laughs> as I was coming back from it I was thinking about this whole thing again thinking about the lighthouse and actually how useful something like I mean it would the energy would have to be different but <laughs> something like this but just bringing the same kind of this is time for us this is time to for yourself that that the the real you've got this energy that I hope you get from me because you do, you do you do got this. Um, I kind of like the idea of of that being, you know, we talked about apps and stuff before, and don't worry, that's not something I'm pursuing. <laughs> it's not a a rabbit hole uh, down which I'm diving, but I don't know. I I there's something in there's something in like a running buddy that just checks in every now and again, like not wittering on for like a whole couch to 5k situation, but just kind of being there every now and again. Right. And just, just popping in with a little, a little thing, you know, make sure you make sure your form's good. If you're out of breath, this is where you can slow down a little bit. You know, you'll be doing this again in a couple of days. So don't, don't do yourself in, you know, just bringing that, that, that sort of Mark energy, to a to a running experience, I I don't know if there are. See this this would be quite a, quite a thing. See now sat navs. You can download your own. You know you can download voices and install them on on your on your device, right? I don't think. I bet there's a running app that does it, but I, I don't know of any. You know because you got Runkeeper, which I think I think went rubbish. I think there was one of those, there was a couple that got bought out by, I want to say Unilever, but it's not Unilever. Uh, 
I can't remember who it is now. But it, it, it you know, it, it just, it just, yeah, I don't, I don't think, Under Armour, that was it. <laughs> I think it was Under Armour. I don't know what Under Armour, is, is that like a spray-on deodorant thing? I don't actually know. Anyway, I they bought some sorts of, of, of apps that I was using at the time. I think Runkeeper might be one of them. Um, but either way, a running app, like a Couch to 5K specifically, where you can program in your, uh, or, you know, one, one can download a pack, a voice pack, because that would be brilliant. I mean, who, here's a question, who would you want to run against or run, run with? Who would you want in your ear to be your running coach? I kind of like, like, so I've, I think I've talked about Sarah Millican, um, British comedian from the North, Northeast, like, who talks a little bit like that. She's got a very high voice and it's very entertaining. She, not the fact that she's got a high voice, but she's a funny lady. She doesn't really talk like this, but this is my impression of her. Uh, pet. Um, so that works for the Couch to 5K app and there's a few messages she re- she's recorded in there. But I, yeah, I like the idea of it's just someone kind of cuddly and roundy, round and friendly being my, because that's so, like, that's who I am, you know? I like I like the idea that there's someone else who's round, who's, who's helping me run. I don't want, I don't respond to some sleek, buff, swole dude or you know, do that, delete as appropriate. I, I personally, like, I I don't see that as aspirational. I'm sure many do. And maybe you do, I don't know. But I don't, I don't see it as aspirational. I see it as, oh, it's easy for you, you know, it's for very well you say this, blah. <laughs> like, <coughs> sorry. I'm sure that's one reason why I've never gone with a personal trainer. Like, I just find, like, I don't respond well to that. And I'm sure, I'm sure I would find a really good personal trainer who, who would absolutely, like, who would push me enough in the right ways and maybe a little bit more than I'm comfortable with, as, 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 it sh- as they should, but actually, like, really make me feel like I did a good job. Like we talked about on Monday or Wednesday, like, hear, hearing that voice saying, you're doing really well. Like, it means a lot. I think if you've got that certain mindset, it, it means a lot to hear that. Even even though you know it's you know basically a fictional recording, there's something really in that, and I like the idea that yeah you could you could have someone who you feel represents you a bit more. Trying to, sorry, I was just stifling a yawn. I was trying to think how, who else I would like. There's some there's there's. One or two in the sort of podcasting community, actually, that I would really enjoy having a gentleman called Tom Tom Webster, who is just, he's just, he is podcasting's most charming man. I think it has to be said. I think it's, I think, it, I think it's fair to say that he is podcasting's charmingest. Certainly, certainly within the like industry of people who work in podcasting not just people who make podcasts i mean people who like um he he co he's the the partner of a company that uh 
talks and writes and does research around monetization monetization in podcasting and advertising and that kind of stuff. Um, between you and I, uh, I you know I think there is a limited. Uh, and I, I mean, I love both these these people who who have this have this organization, uh, and I I I hope for only good things for them. But it feels like top of the bubble stuff that, like you know, the shape of the bubble, like right at the top there. That doesn't actually the metaphor doesn't quite work there, but it's right at the edge of the bubble. There you go. It's the edge of the bubble before it bursts. It kind of feels like that, and then it's like there's going to be a few people that are like i don't know i, I it's, it's an interesting metaphor because if you think about a bubble bursting are you better off if you're in the center i mean you're better off i guess if you're out of the bubble but if you're in the bubble is there like is it better to be at the center or is it better to be on the fringes i don't know because i'm thinking like you know how how do you protect yourself how can you keep yourself safe from the bubble? And I feel like being in the center is probably the place. I don't know. But I feel like there's yeah. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of work going on and um there's a lot of really good stuff happening in that in, in, in the space that I, I occupy. But I don't know how long it's all gonna last. And I'm like, that's fine because I was doing this stuff before the bubble started blowing up. Like the the the, the bubble as we have it sort of started in around 2018, and I've been doing this, you know, ten years prior. So we we shall see. Anyway, Tom Webster, both Alexa, both of those are lovely fellas, um, and I've got I've nothing. I wish them nothing but but good things. I don't wish that. Their business model goes away. That's not what I wish at all. I just, um, but Tom Webster uh, is is the charmingest man of the internet, and I would appreciate. And he's having seen him. I think he might be a little bit cuddly, as in you know, in 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 sort of in countenance, in uh, in bodily form, he might be a little bit just just a just a smidge, just a smidge cuddly. And that's great. He certainly sounds cuddly. You know, he's got a he's got a warm hug of a voice, and a and a real a really charming, just nice delivery, and very eloquent, and just humorous and enjoyable and charming. And if he tells me to run, I'm going to run. And if he tells me I'm doing a good job, I'm going to believe that I'm doing a good job. So I'd like to, I'd like to to see. Like, let's do some live Googling here. Uh, is there a running app where you can switch or oh, custom custom voices, custom voice packs? There we go. Running app, custom voice packs. Uh, oh yeah, so we, yeah, we know ways. Uh, that's fine. Uh, that's that's that's. I, I didn't ask about driving apps, did I? Google, come on. No, it's all roads. Oh, Run Go is a voice guided run app. Which is on Google Play, so that's not a thing, because um, we're not f- fussed about Android. The reason I say that, by the way, is um, there isn't a, an app uh, 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 market. 
There's a marketplace, but there isn't an app because no one pays for apps on, on Android. It's, it's like no one does. So that's one of the reasons, by the way, that a lot of apps come to um, iOS first is and that and the fact that developing for Android, like there's no such thing. You've got a, even though it's all technically supposed to be kind of the same system, and this comes from experience, by the way, um, you've got to develop for Samsung phones and develop for Google Pixel phones and Sony Ericsson's and stuff because they all faff around with their user interface and do silly things with the with with the 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 android like as we call it stock android and so maybe if you got maybe if you got a huawei you'd probably be all right and i did for a time i i've got somewhere i've got a, a, a huawei i've got a huawei in my drawer somewhere and i like it if i if i had to go back well so i did android for a year because i got I got curious and I kind of, I think I got into the, like, if I'm a tech guy, because I was kind of living a bit more of a tech guy life in 2013 into 2014, I kind of thought if I'm a kind of a tech guy, I should kind of have a kind of tech guy and a kind of guy phone. <laughs> and uh, and so I got, and I was only ever going to go with a Google thing without all the the, the fluff on top. Because it's not very good. Like Samsung, Sony, these companies make great hardware. They don't make great interfaces. Sony especially, woof. <laughs> Having used their uh, mini disc uh, player and uh, mini disc recorder and camcorders back in the day, I used to dear friend. I used to love camcorders. I used to have a real thing about camcorders. I used to love operating them and just recording stuff and then like multiple times um the way i enjoyed a family party and it speaks to like i talked about last week the uh you know the episode about that's living all right about being a dj uh about djing family parties and and i think i think i liked having an an activity um and so filming meant which is so that's interesting. I uh, the re- the reason that it's sort of bubbling something up inside me is I think about as I got older I feel like I was a bit more un- I've got a little bit more uncomfortable in big family party situations and part of that is entering into a loud room because uh, there's, there's always noise uh there's, you know there's music happening and and it's dark and the lights are going all over the place because the sound system's on and Worse if it's somewhere I'm, you know, not familiar with. And I, I need a few minutes. I like, I just want to get to the bar, uh, or, or figure that out, and then get seated and, and get sorted and settled. You know, um, as as I believe we we did talk about. And and that's always felt like a little bit worse as I've got older. And I think we all have things like that, right? We, we weird sort of levels of anxiety. They they change over time. They they do. They do ebb and flow, and this one's a flow. Um, but if I think about being younger, like I still would have been as socially awkward, but another revelation as I'm just thinking about it is when you're younger, you kind of get away with that stuff because kids, like they're not really, like they're a part of the party in a certain way. Their obligation, you know, is 
sat is just to sit down and have a drink you're not you don't have to network as a kid at a family party that's not what you have to do later you you might then go on the dance floor and and uh you know uh, and, and and light it up as i have been known to do but you're not asked to like you know you don't have to go and press the flesh with the family because if you don't speak to auntie janice she's going to be upset uh you know there's there's none of that i've got a big family i haven't got an auntie janice though um but i think the idea of having the camcorder part of it part of the appeal perhaps was that it gave me a job it gave me a thing to do i was occupied because i yeah i don't know like my brother used to want to take me to nightclubs and I didn't want to go to nightclubs, but I went out with my brother because, I mean, partly I like my brother. Um, and I like certain aspects of social stuff. And it's good to get out of the house and it's good to see other people, right? I, I you know, I, can't, I think I wanted those things as well. I wanted connection. But I did not want to be in nightclubs, apart from one nightclub that I did enjoy. Um, because. That's the one where they played, uh, as Abba said, the right music. I don't know exactly where they played the right music or is it where they played the rock music? I actually don't know. Those are the lyrics to Dancing Queen. Um, I think it's rock music. Anyway, I went to clubs where they played a bit of rock music, but they also played soul and uh, some hip-hop and a few things like that, and it was called The Academy, and uh, it doesn't exist as as The Academy anymore. Uh, it was the Carling Academy when it was at its heyday. It's sticky flawed, slightly rubbishy heyday, but it had some, it had the kind of middle tier coming up on the way up and on the way down bands. You know the ones? They'd play the Academy in Birmingham and they were, it was great because I was into that kind of stuff, especially the probably the coming down bands. I think I was, you know, the ones that had, had their peak maybe not out of any sense of like schadenfreude um it's just that i wasn't i never had my finger on the pulse musically not really and so i wasn't really there that much a little bit but only in terms of what the radio you know what radio one when it used to be hip would tell me to to listen to i think it's always been hip but uh yeah but the academy was was the absolute the absolute boy and uh, they used to have some nights there called uh, a night called Ramshackle. Uh, and this would be different rooms. You'd, you'd have different rooms within the academy with, with different uh, DJs and they would play different sets because the rooms were isolated enough where that, that would work all right. Um, and yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was top fun. The academy, it was top fun. Uh, but... That's about the only nightclub I enjoyed spending time in. And again, it's mostly due to the music. Although, you know, you get the right friends and then... It's kind of say you get the right friends, but then most of the time, the right friends probably, you all kind of like the same kind of stuff. And that was the case. Like, there was that little period in my late teens where the sort of Friday, I guess Friday night, late teens, early 20s, I think. Friday night was at the academy and it was 
my best friend, her sister, a couple of other of our friends, and maybe we'd, maybe, uh, you know, one or two of us might pre-game um, a little bit beforehand, and then on to the academy, maybe we'd see a gig, maybe it'd just be a night, you know, we'd, we'd go and see a uh, it would just be dancing and drinking until closer to shoving out time. And I remember enjoying most of that a great deal. Uh, and there were times where I think a couple of them actually worked there, maybe even three of them at, at one point, uh, worked behind the bar or in cloakrooms. Uh, the cloakroom was when before you were 18, and then they would put you behind the bar. Uh and and I applied. Actually, I can't remember if I did it all the way. Um. Yeah, I can't remember actually because I I just I wanted to get in on that on that action, um, and so I I think I, I might have applied. Anyway. Yeah, I uh, so so in terms of in terms of um, you know nights out, that's that's what I enjoyed. Um, I, so I was talking about why was I talking about going like nights out specifically in, in in nightclubs? I don't know, but I do know that I yeah I I I liked having a job. Um, I mean probably to do with dancing actually it was it was it was to do with like never really knowing what you're supposed to do at a certain age. It's like I don't. I mean, if someone drags me up to dance, like I'll, I guess I'll do that. I guess I'll try and mirror your movements or whatever. Um, but I'm probably not going to dance with that much gay abandon because <laughs> it's not really my speed. Although I haven't said that, I did that for the first time, uh, maybe ever <laughs> this year when I went to a wedding uh, in in Scotland. I think I talked about it before, um, where. There was a dance. It was one of those hand and bum wiggle dances. You know, it's like left hand out, right hand out, turn the palm over, turn the palm over, one hand on the shoulder, the other hand on the other shoulder, and then, you know, wiggle your bum and then uh, move 90 degrees. Um, It was one of those types of dances, but I didn't know it. Uh, And so I was trying to watch everybody else. And it was I really, really enjoyed it. Like a bunch of strangers. And I just thought, you know what? I'm getting up there. I'm doing it. I'm 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 having it, as as we say. I remember doing that at the um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I went with some university. Well, I went with a university friend and her boyfriend and her friends or their friends. And. She was a, a goth, or as she would have said, a goth, because she was uh, from Dublin. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and, and her and her friends were all dressed up as goths. And we went to see the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which I hadn't seen in years, and I sort of wasn't aware that... I didn't know the whole thing. Like, I'm sure you know, like people will go to the cinema and then they will, or, or whatever, and, and they will do the, I guess it probably, did it stem from the cinema or did it stem from stage shows? I don't know. But people will go and see the show and dress up and sing along and shout things at the screen. There's a whole, like, script, basically, 
uh, of stuff, of like rejoinders and sometimes their responses to lines and everybody knows them and they know exactly when to do them. And what was wonderful is I clocked this. Was ha- So first thing that happens, uh, and we, 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 we're, uh, we're short on time here. Um, first thing that happens is I we, we rock up to the place, go in, uh, and there's a, there's someone on the door who's you know ripping ripping tickets, and telling people uh, if you're dressed up, then go to the front so that you can dance. You know you can everybody's going to come up and do the time warp. And my friends weren't dressed up for Rocky Horror; they were just that was just the clothes that they wore, and that was I always enjoyed that response. Twenty odd years on, I've always enjoyed that this sort of look of like no no this is just us. Uh, we're not, you know, we're not in garb and got to the front and the guy came out and uh, and he was very upset about the 80s cover of The Time Warp by Damien. He was very upset about it because there's a, a thing that happens in the dance in his in 1980s version that doesn't happen in the original, what, 1970-something version. So he was very upset about that, but he got lots of people up. And I jumped up as well because my friend jumped up and when I went to the front and started doing it and then i jumped and then i realized as i looked out like i actually don't really know what this dance is so i'm not gonna because i was right at the front i just got excited i thought you know I'm gonna, and then i just no i i bottled it and sat back down again but it was i was a that was a that was a fun all night and the thing that i really appreciated so so everybody shouts stuff at the at the screen right and it starts right from the beginning of the film you got the big lips and the big lips are singing and there's songs going on and they're shouting stuff all in unison and they almost all shout exactly the same thing um at exactly the same time it's it's incredible like mimetic like morphic resonance energy it's so fun um and then the film like starts proper and they keep shouting stuff and at this point i'm like right this is obviously a thing that's uh, cool. I thought at the beginning it might just be, uh, nope, this is obviously going to be a thing that we do through the film, but some poor woman in the back didn't know. She hadn't clocked, and she got upset, and she was like, why are you still shouting? Can you all be quiet, please? <laughs> I love it when people don't quite get a situation. And it was just one of those, oh, yeah, no, no, I think you, yeah, this is what this is now. Um, my One of... One of uh, the, the friends of the group had ne- didn't know any of this uh, either um and and he he called out a uh is it the cigarette burns on the you know you get the uh, the change the real change little circle that comes up in in film for for old uh for the, the yeah for actual film right for reels of film there's a little thing top left um you know you've seen fight club you you get the idea and he was calling those out but no one else was and so he was obviously just having his fun as well I can join in, but I I just sat there through the whole thing, and uh, I just had a whale of a time. So there you go, Rocky Horror Picture Show, lots of fun. And with that, um, that is that is our time. I uh, I I'm a little bit more caffeinated today. I think because I've had one extra cup of coffee, it's all still decaf. I, I genuinely I did I went and checked because I really felt the the big caffeine energy earlier, uh, and I thought uh oh. Uh oh! Have I accidentally bought not decaf? Have I bought calf? And it turned out now. I I I think I've just had one extra cup of coffee today, or the timings. Um, I think it was a time a timing issue. So yeah, um, but that's okay. That's all right. Everything is uh always and already okay. And so with that, 
I thank you so much for spending uh, half an hour with me, and I, I hope that I've. I mean, it's you know another aspect of it. If there's anything that's on your mind, I hope I've lifted that off your mind for a bit. And now I've mentioned it, you're like, oh no, thanks for that. Now the thing's back on my mind again. I'll be here again in a couple of days. We'll we'll uh, we'll reconvene, right? We'll put the we'll put the world to rights yet again. But uh, I do thank you for spending this time with me, and uh, let's take ourselves uh, our, our shared universal moment where we're all together at the same time. And uh, I will remind you in my best reminding voice that as long as you can hear me, you exist. And because you exist, you are entitled to love and to be free from pain. You are connected. You are wanted. You are safe. And you are welcome. Let's do the time warp again.